It's a blessing to be back here this morning after uh, not being here last Sunday. Last Sunday I met with another church in another town and uh, preached for them on a Sunday morning. I was actually deer hunting, but uh, ended up being able to preach on a Sunday morning, so that was kind of interesting and fun. I enjoyed being with them, but I've got to tell you, I would ten times rather be here. It's just way better to be with family. It's way better to be with our church, my church family, and so I'm grateful to be back. Thank you to Jack for uh, preaching while I was gone. I appreciate that. You know, Jack had a chance to get up and do something more public last week. Lord, normally he does all these things behind the scenes. And, uh, you know, there's all kinds of things going on on Sunday morning all the time. And uh, he's always coming up to me and saying, now, do you know this is going on? You, you're going to take care of this. And he's just kind of keeps me on track as best he can. Sometimes I'm untrackable. But uh, he nonetheless does that. And I appreciate it very much. Um, what, what does my note say here? I can read my writing here. Oh, yes. Uh, just the fact that um, we are getting fuller. Have you noticed? On Sunday mornings. There's more people here. And uh, I look around this morning, we've got basically a full auditorium. And that's wonderful, but it creates a problem. And the problem is, is that we can't fit that many more people in. And we'd like to be able to. And so I want you to be praying about the future of our church with respect to just people, all the people that are here. What are we going to do about all the people? And uh, my guess is we're not going to implode this building next week and build a new one. Uh, So, you know, just what are we going to do about that kind of problem? I want you to be praying for it. It's a great problem to have, but it's nonetheless a problem. We've been talking about family for a long time now. Uh, I say a long time. It's been a couple of months. Some of you have wondered whether or not it's wise to focus so exclusively on family for such a long period of time. And I want you to know I get that. Like I think that if you're a, if you're a single person or if you're a young couple without kids or if you're an older couple, couple without kids, if your grandparents with the kids all gone or something, it might, you might think to yourself, why so much time spent on family? And I get that. And so here's the favor I ask. In a culture in which 85% of the kids raised in the church don't remain faithful, I want you to indulge us. I want you to indulge us for a while because I think the need is there. We've got to do something in order to try and make it so that our families have a better opportunity to help their children be faithful than what's currently going on. And we thought it might be a wise thing if we spent the fall focusing on family. And so that's what we're doing. That's what we're trying to do because we see this need and it seems so huge that it warrants, we think, doing just exactly that. And so bear with us in that. I pray it's a blessing to you. And here's my special request. If you're one of those people who thinks, you know, this doesn't really apply to me, and I I get that, would you please pray for all of those young families who so badly need Christ in their homes to be honored and for all those children to come to know Jesus because right now there's a sense in which we're losing the battle and we just can't afford to lose the battle any longer with our kids. And so I'd like you, if you would, to please indulge us for a bit and I'd love it if you would pray and ask God to bless our families because they need it so badly. Now, talking about families, this morning we're actually talking about service. It reminds me of this campus minister that I heard about. He uh, had this young lady who was a mechanical engineer. This happened at, actually at Duke University. A mechanical engineer 
lady went through four years of mechanical engineering. She graduated, and upon her graduation from Duke University with a mechanical engineering degree, she decided to take that degree and to go to South America and work among the indigent poor. And her father was livid that he had spent $150,000 on her university education and that she went off to South America and spent his $150,000 working among the indigent poor. And she, he went to the campus minister and said, this is your fault. This is your fault because you're the one who convinced her that she should go to South America and do this rather than use this degree for which I paid. And the campus minister looked back and he said, weren't you the one who took her to Bible school all the time when she was young? Weren't you the one who made sure that she was a member of the Presbyterian church of which you were a part and where you served? Weren't you the one who made sure that she went to the youth group on Friday nights and went to church on Sunday morning and had the experiences that she did? Weren't you the one that made sure she got an opportunity to meet me and to be part of the campus ministry at Duke University and that I could build up her Presbyterian faith and so that she could be the Presbyterian that she is? And the father looked back at him and said, Yes, that's true. But I just wanted her to be a Presbyterian. And there's a point there. Because this young lady went way beyond what his expectations were in terms of what she might be and she became the servant that she thought Christ wanted her to be. And folks, may it happen among us. May it happen among us that our children will grow to become the Christians that we want them to be to the point where we say, is this what we really intended? Did we really want them to serve to this extent? Is this the kind of expectations that we had for them? Is this the kind of sacrifice that we wanted them to make? I pray that some of us as parents will have to come to that kind of conclusion ourselves and wrestle with the fact that our kids are serving Christ in ways that we hadn't even imagined. Helping your kids to serve is the subject for the morning. And there's good reason for us to talk about this. We've talked about intentionality when it comes to um, helping your children be what God wants them to be. And we want certainly to focus on intentionality as something that parents need to have. They need to, to enter into the idea of their children becoming the servants that God wants them to be with some intentionality. We've also talked about time commitment and the time commitment that's involved there. We've also talked about sacrifice and how you as parents may have to sacrifice certain things in order for your children to be all that they need to be in Christ. And then a little while ago, uh, three weeks ago, two weeks ago, whatever it was, we talked about these th three things, sacrifice, intentionality, and time commitment. And I gave you the little up and down exercise and I said, let's try and remember the notion of sit. This is what it takes for us to have our children being what they need to be in Christ. Well, three weeks ago, we talked about this. We want to dis be disciples of Jesus who are about the task of helping others to be disciples of Jesus, beginning with those in our immediate families. And what we were talking about really was the notion of discipleship. A key principle that we talked about three weeks ago, parents must think in terms of discipleship with respect to their children's relationships with Christ. What do you want for your children? It's wonderful 
if they end up with a mechanical engineering degree from Duke. That's fantastic. But what we really want for our kids more than anything else as a church family is for our children to know Jesus as Lord and for them to be discipled. We also talked about our family's style and how it needs to be a disciple-making family style. Now, I don't know if you've done anything with that in the meantime in the last three weeks and ask yourself, is our family a discipleship-making kind of family? Is that our style as a family? But I hope you've asked yourself that question, and I hope you've done something about it. We also have talked about how we don't want our children to just go to church. We don't want them to just participate in worship. We don't want them to just be baptized. We want them to not just know scripture. Are those good things? Those are wonderful things. Those are fantastic things. But you know, you can do all of these things. You can go to church and participate in worship and be baptized and know scripture and not be a disciple of Jesus Christ. And the point is is that we want our children to come to know Jesus to the point where they are true disciples, true followers of Jesus. We want each member in each one of our families to be a fully devoted, growing disciple of Jesus, moving toward, and these are kind of the key words for the morning, Jesus-like servanthood. Jesus-like servanthood. Did you say moving toward Jesus-like servanthood? Did I say that? Yes, I did. This is my focus. This morning, Jesus-like servanthood, I want us to be moving toward Jesus-like servanthood as the end goal of our discipleship process for all of us. We've talked about this. You've seen this before. Our discipleship process, in this case, the tree cycle model, where we hear the gospel, it's planted in our hearts, where we become Christians, where we're firmly rooted in the Christian community and are relating to one another, where we become growing disciples, seizing the opportunities for growth that the Lord affords us. But the place we want to focus this morning is in this upper left-hand corner, and you notice that I now have the D on the end of servanthood, where it should be. Jesus-like servanthood, loving and serving that's the goal and so we've got this target set up for ourselves really a target set up for our families whereby we say you know what being here on sunday mornings at 10:45 is not really just what the lord requires or demands or wants for us and for us to know the bible that's important but that's not really The essence of what it means for us to know Jesus as Lord. The essence of what it means for us to know Jesus as Lord is to head in the direction of Jesus-like servanthood. Now, I don't know if that's a challenge for you or not. It's possible that it is. Because there are some of us, no doubt, who feel like our main relationship to the church, our main relationship to the Lord, even our main relationship to society is not really controlled by discipleship in its any kind of full form. In fact, as I said, it could be that you come here at 1045 on a Sunday morning and that's pretty much what you do in terms of your commitment to Christ. But if I ask the question, do you think that's really what God wants from you in terms of your commitment to Christ? I think the answer is Jesus really would like more. And so if we're going to be the disciples that Christ wants us to be, and if we're going to get our children to be what Christ wants them to be, we're going to have to do something different in terms of Jesus-like servanthood. 
Moving toward Jesus-like servanthood is the end goal of our church's discipleship process meshes perfectly with our goal to be disciple-making families or to be a disciple-making family. And so, when you ask yourself, are we a discipleship-making family? Are our kids becoming the disciples that God wants them to be? I want you to also ask the question about the servanthood that goes on within your family. And it's a pretty easy question. In what ways do you serve? In what ways do you serve others? In what ways do you model serving? Because that's pretty key. Parental sacrifice and intentionality and time commitment heading toward your children's like servanthood is what needs to happen. You need to focus on that goal. And a key to your children's Jesus-like servanthood is obvious, modeling by their parents. We've talked about that, how important it is for us to model the notion of servanthood. Another key to our children's Jesus-like servanthood is just as obvious, modeling by others. And so we've got people in this church who need to be modeling servanthood for our children at the same time that our parents do. But perhaps there's an even more significant factor in leading your children to Jesus-like servanthood, and I think this might be it. And this is kind of the key for the morning. Their involvement in Jesus-like servanthood. And my point is, is that it's easy for you to model servanthood, and it's easy for the rest of us to model servanthood. I say easy. At some level, it's easy. But what's not so easy is helping our children themselves to become servants of Jesus. And to ask the question, how is it that they're serving? I remember John used to always say when he was here, John would say, you know, our teens are not the church of the future. Our teens are the church of today. And there's a sense in which that's true of our kids. Our kids are not just the church of the future. Last time I looked, our kids were part of this church now. And as children of this church, who are part of this church now, there's a sense in which they are also the church of today. And they also need to be involved in Jesus-like servanthood. So a key principle for those of you who are parents, those of you who have kids, lead your children into Jesus-like acts of servanthood. That entails the modeling. But beyond just the modeling, it entails you having your kids involved in those Jesus-like servanthood acts also. And so I encourage you to be creative. Find ways. Ask yourself the question, how is it not just that I can model servanthood for my kids, but how can I enroll them in this? How can we together be serving Christ? How can my kids be serving Jesus today? And as they do, my sense is that that's the most powerful thing that we can do as a church to lead our kids into service. It essentially means two things. You as a parent need to serve, and you need to serve with your kids alongside you. And in the process of doing that, we're going to go a long ways toward getting our kids to serve Christ the way they need to. Well, that's brief. That isn't, it's not intellectual challenge in one sense. I don't, I'm not giving you some big, deep concept to dwell on this morning. Go and serve alongside your kids. Get them enrolled in service. But my guess is that I'm actually asking you to do something which is huge. It's gigantic. I'm asking you 
I'm exhorting you. I'm encouraging you to be a model of service to your kids. But beyond that, to enter into service with them. And I'm encouraging you to be creative and find ways. And very practically, you and your wife or you as a single parent or you as grandparents who are taking care of your kids, ask yourselves the question, how is it that we can enroll our kids in service? My sense is that this is the key to an awful lot of the future of our church. I've told you before that when I became a brand new Christian, I I had a wonderful youth group. I built great relationships. Met my wife there in that youth group, and it was absolutely wonderful, and I still count that wonderful today. But one of the best things that happened was that that church almost immediately enrolled me in service within the body of Christ. When I was 16 years old, I was not just going to church. They expected of me that I serve. And I don't just mean passing out the Lord's Supper on Sunday morning. They expected me to be involved in genuine service to my community and a service to the church. And I just praise God that that opportunity was given. I think that opportunity to serve in that way is probably the chief reason why I'm at the place I'm at today in terms of my relationship with Christ. Don't just model for your kids service. Enroll your kids in service themselves. They're not just the church of the future. They're part of the church today. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for the blessing we have of serving and honoring you. Lord, we want our time together to honor you. We also want to be encouraged and compelled to serve you with every moment of our lives. Father, help us to to move our kids in this direction. Help us to so solidify their faith in you through acts of service that they end up serving you with all of their lives. Father, I pray a special blessing on our families that they wouldn't experience the 85% factor. But the challenges of society will instead be overcome by your presence in their lives. And I pray this through Jesus. Amen.